You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. As I was thinking about this word monumental, there was, there was another definition that kept coming up in my head, right? When I think monumental, I think, yes, I think huge, big, awesome, but I also think of like monuments around the world, right? Monuments are, are buildings or statues that are built to remind us of important people or important events, like the Washington Monument or the Bunker Hill Monument, or the Booker T. Washington National Monument. Or there are other times where instead of calling them monuments, we call them memorials, like the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, the the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, or the USS Arizona Memorial, reminding us of the day that will live in infamy at Pearl Harbor. These, These structures, these monuments, these memorials, they're there to remind us of something that we never want to forget. Right, and I just listed off a bunch of <clears throat> American monuments and memorials, but this idea is not an American thing. It's not a new thing. Again, take a look at our text, and we're going to read a little bit more from Joshua chapter 4 that says, uh, When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, uh, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. And then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed a man for each tribe. And Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. And when your children ask, In time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Well, then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And so these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded and and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. Right in this, in this first part of the book of Joshua, we see the Israelites finally crossing over the promised land. They'd been wandering in the desert for 40 years after their escape from slavery in Egypt. And finally... Led by Joshua and Caleb, it was time to enter the land that God had promised them. And so as they're entering this land, what's the first thing that they do? They set up a monument. Right? They take 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan River, which, again, if you, if you didn't catch that, the Jordan River was stopped. It meant that they were able to cross over over dry land because God had stopped the flow of the Jordan River. It reminds us of something that happened 40 years prior to that as they were fleeing Egypt, right, as the Israelites were able to cross through the Red Sea on dry land. But they take those 12 stones and they set them up so that, as Joshua says, that these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial, a monument forever. 
Right, and in the Bible, this idea of monuments, it's not this one-time thing. In Genesis 28, Jacob sets up a pillar, a memorial, a monument that he calls Bethel, which means the house of God to remember a time where God visited him in a dream during his journey. And, and Jacob says that this must be where God is. And then later in, Sam, in 1 Samuel 7, the, the people of Israel, they're in the midst of this battle, and, and they're sure that they're going to lose. And so they, they ask Samuel to cry out to God for them, to save them. And, and so Samuel cries out to God and offers a, a sacrifice, and God saves them. And so Samuel then sets up a monument that he calls Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. And maybe if you know the, the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, Right, the second verse says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither to thine help, uh, or hither by thy help I've come. Right, this, from 1 Samuel 7, this is where that, that phrase, that, or that, that word Ebenezer comes from for us. It's, it, it's the stone of help, that reminder that God helped the people of Israel here in that place. And so this, this monument was set up as a remembrance of what God has done to, to help the people of Israel and, and to save them in their time of need. But there's a key thing about these monuments that I want you to notice. Right? These monuments are not just set up to, revi- to remind the individual of what God has done for them. Jacob and, and Joshua and Samuel, they didn't set up these stones for just themselves. Again, let's go back to Joshua 4. Why did Joshua have the tribes of Israel set up these stones? Well, verse 6 says, When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Well, then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Right, so these, these monuments were set up so that future generations would know how awesome their God was. And not only did, does, does Jacob and, and Joshua and Samuel, not only did they have an awesome God, but you have an awesome God. You have a God who loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you, even though you keep breaking that relationship over and over every time you sin. You have a God who is more powerful than death itself as Jesus rose from the grave. You have an awesome God. And I know that that most, if not all of you, already know that. So then my question for you today is this. What monuments... Are you setting up so that others might know how awesome your God is? This building is a monument to God's awesomeness. Right? This past week, uh, there were children who were in here who got to hear how awesome their God is, and they got to do it in this building. The, the school, the early childhood center, these are monuments, places to tell the next generation the mighty works of God. What about you? What about in your homes? What monuments are you setting up to tell the next generation how awesome your God is? And no, I'm not asking you to go and build a huge statue outside of, uh, you know, in your front yard or, or in your home. Right in our home, Stacy does a fantastic job of, of putting Bible verses up around our home in, in strategic places to remind us of God's love and his power and his mercy and his grace. And then at, at night as a family, when we gather around the, the dinner table before bedtime, 
We take time to remember what God has done for us that day, and we celebrate his goodness. Or maybe the day hasn't been that great, and so, so we take time turning to God and giving him our needs, asking that he would save us like Samuel did. And then we also ask for his forgiveness. And for our family, again, just a reminder, we use that daily dose uh, a lot of those times where we're able to uh, just go through that and be reminded of God's goodness. And, and that daily dose, the morning daily dose, the evening daily dose, we've got more of these uh, sheets out in the fellowship hall, or you can go to trinityfremont.com daily um, to do that. But, but for us, that dinner table becomes a monument. It, uh, a place where we are reminded of God's love and his goodness. But again, this, this news is not just for me and my children. Right? It's not just for you and your children, but it's for the whole world to know of God's awesomeness. So, so what are some monuments that you, what are some monuments that we could set up for the world to know of God's goodness? Well, we have some members here at Trinity who are, who are doing through, simply doing things that they love to do, are sharing God's awesomeness with others. We have one member who, who bakes muffins that Vicar Rathke can take with him whenever he goes to, to the nursing homes or, or goes to someone's house uh, because, because that member wants those other members to know that even if they aren't able to worship with us in person, they're, they're not able to get out of their home or, or the nursing home necessarily, but that she wants them to know that they are loved and cared for by God as well as by their Trinity family. Right? She wants them to know that God loves us no matter what. And then we have a member who, who makes these pocket uh, prayer cloths for others who need a reminder that, that God is always with them. And that the, the pocket prayer cloth that comes with a tag that says, you may carry this prayer cloth made for you as a reminder that God is right next to you through all of your days, no matter what happens. He loves you so much. And it ends with Psalm 72, verse 23, that says, yet I am always with you. This member wants, wants those who get these pocket prayer cloths to be reminded that God is everywhere. Let's try that one again. God is everywhere. Awesome God. And then we have some members who make these baptismal banners. Right? And we give these baptismal banners to every newly baptized person here at Trinity. And they've been working really hard over these past two months as we've had 10 baptisms in the last two months and 28 in the last year. Right? Well, yeah, celebrate what God has done, right? But these banners are monuments for each baptized individual as a reminder of God's awesomeness in their lives. That he would use simple water combined with his word and promise to wash them, to wash you and me clean from all of our sins. Right? Surprisingly, this simple element of water brings us into, into God's family and marks us as his children as he combines his word and promise with that. Not only in the waters of baptism, but also surprisingly, God uses simple bread and simple wine to give us his body and his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And so these members, both that make these prayer clauses and, and that prepare uh, the altar for us every time we have communion, they want us to be reminded that God is surprising, awesome God. 
And then we have another member who, who wants others to remember that, that the cross was not the end for Jesus, right? So, so often we, we look to the cross as the place where, where God's love was shown, and it was, but that was not the end, right? Jesus didn't go into the tomb and stay there forever, but, but the tomb is empty, right? And so he made uh, hundreds of these little pendants that have the empty tomb and say, he is risen on there. And, and, and he wants all people to know that God is more powerful than even death. Awesome God. So my question for you is how can you declare God's awesomeness to those around you? This week as you heard God's word and as you reflect on it and you, as you put it into practice, I'm going to encourage you to make a monument to your monumental God that will remind you of his awesomeness. And I'd, I'd love to hear how God is using those monuments in your lives to remind you of his awesomeness. But remember that, that this monument's not just for you. How will you declare God's awesomeness to those around you? Right, because this isn't something just for the VBS kiddos. Right? This is for you and for me each and every day. So, so how can you declare God's awesomeness to those around you. I'd love for you to, to make monuments, to share those with others and share those with us so that we can be reminded of God's awesomeness. We can be reminded of God's awesomeness as well. Amen? Amen. Amen.